0: welcome to Holistic Marketing. This is where we bridge psychology, spirituality, and marketing to create more clients. I'm Martina Thomason, and I teach you how to do organic marketing that is in alignment with your personal values and feels good to your soul. If you don't want to run ads or learn all the technical aspects around marketing, but still want to attract and convert clients, listen on. coaches, how are you going? I sometimes wish that podcasts were a bit more interactive so that you could actually respond and let me know how things are going for you and what you've been up to lately and what your questions are. If you have any questions about marketing your coaching business or like attracting more clients through being present online and all of that, just, you know, head on over to Instagram. My handle is Martina Thomason, or at Martina Thomason and yeah, just make sure to follow. I always post a lot of value there. And if you have questions, send me all of the questions. I love connecting with you all. All right, so I wanted to share with you today something very personal and some really personal insights and breakthroughs, a bit of my personal story too. Quite a lot about my personal story coming to this point. And I've actually been a little bit nervous to share some of this because I opened up about some things that was really quite hard for me, but I know that it will be really helpful to a lot of you listening. So here we go. (laughs) I'll first tell you a little bit about my background and then I'll weave it into marketing as an introvert and as a highly sensitive person, just like bringing it all together. So... If you haven't visited my website and read a little bit about me there, you might not know that I used to be so shy. (laughs) Like, so shy. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so to expand on that, before I started kindergarten, I was told that I was super excited about people and had no shame. Like, I was always happy, excited and thrilled to be around lots of people. However, when I started kindergarten and sort of got into primary school, I started getting really quite insecure and shy and introverted. I (laughs) pretty much just had one friend that I hung out with at school, and I remember also thinking thoughts like, I really don't understand why she wants to be my friend. I was super critical of myself and no matter what I did I was never good enough and if anyone ever put me down I full-on agreed with them. I I was so full of shame and this carried into middle school and high school and I was never really invited to any parties like it would happen once in a while but I never had a group of friends that I I would hang out with or go out with so most of the weekends I would spend with my parents at their cabins just to have something to do <laughs> and when I was old enough I started working as a waitress mostly in weddings and it was really nice but I remember that it felt good to have somewhere to go and to be sort of busy on Saturday night, like I actually had an excuse as to why I wasn't going out partying. And you know, I could say like, oh yeah, I had to work, (laughs) you know? And I think that it was actually mostly an excuse for myself more than anyone else. Like it felt so bad that I wouldn't be asked to join. So telling myself that I was busy anyway, felt a lot better than sitting in the sadness or disappointment or shame and all of that and also I don't think people noticed that I was shy or like particularly insecure because I am a highly sensitive person and very empathic um, and I was such a people pleaser that I would always make sure that the people around me would Feel good, like even to the expense of myself, but like I would always make sure that the vibe was good around me. So it might have come across that I wasn't shy, but it was sort of like just my way to survive the situation. And I'd always, you know, lift the vibe if if it was a little bit low or if there was some tension or whatever. Like I'd come in there, and I sort of focus on on them, like the other people, rather than myself. And I suppose. Just put on this brave face and try to go along with with it all. And also I should mention too that being a highly sensitive person, the people close to me didn't really understand me that well, so I often was shamed for my feelings, like I was asked to pull myself together and that I shouldn't feel so much. And like, if you're a highly sensitive person yourself, you probably can relate. And... Like, I don't blame those people at all, they just didn't know any better at the time and they're just a product of their own conditioning and understanding of the world and having said that, I think having worked through all of those things has made me an even better coach like, like I've been through some dark places and worked my way through it and healed so much, so like I feel like I've got so many tools for my own breakthroughs, for my own transformation, from going from real quite dark places to, you know, transmuting that into something positive, something um, into something that's serving me and and serving the people that I help again now. Um, But yeah, anyway, so I moved to Australia after high school to do my bachelor's degree and I actually ended up living there for about seven years. Uh, (laughs) like one year in Japan as well like in between that so eight years away from home and while living in Sydney for a while I met this amazing girl Lara who is now a dear friend of mine and I remember distinctly that she said to me one time I used to think that being pretty would make you self-confident but you've proven me wrong I, I never thought that someone really pretty could have such poor self-esteem so this probably isn't verbatim what she was saying but she was talking about me being really pretty and that she thought that I'd automatically have really high self-esteem and self-confidence and I remember too thinking that I didn't really quite understand what she was talking about because I just see myself as a fairly standard girl you know like your neighborhood girl not ugly but just you know average basically. And I'm not intending for this to be <laughs> whether or not my looks are average or good, but I wanted to just highlight that no matter what a person look like, no matter the circumstance, um, you know, no matter their appearance, we all have our shit that we're working through, all right? <laughs> and if you're in the field of helping people, Like, if you're a coach, it's likely the reason why you're so drawn to this work, that you've had your own self-development and healing or health journey. Anyway, so the reason why I'm telling you about my background is that most people that meet me or see me online, you know, whether it's in real life or through the podcast or social media... Things that I'm super outgoing, that I'm naturally self-confident, that I'm just so comfortable in my own skin that me marketing myself has never been an issue for me. Like, I just have this happy-go-lucky personality that is happy to speak on camera whenever. Oh, and you know, like, just because I have such a long experience within marketing that it just, it's just easy for me to market myself. Um, (laughs) no. So let me tell you this, I have worked through a lot, a lot, (laughs) I have come a long way and I still sometimes have, you know, to work on my own mindset to put myself out there. We all have human brains and we're all biologically inclined to want to survive, not to put ourselves in, in uncomfortable situations and all of that. So of course, like I have to manage my brain all the time as well. And knowing the ins and the outs of digital marketing does not make me any more comfortable in marketing myself, which is the whole reason why I developed the concept of holistic marketing. Like you can Google all of the marketing strategies, the how to's and all of that, but it's our mindset about it. That's about the marketing, about our business, about ourselves, about our clients and all of that that is holding us back from actually following through and creating the best content and attracting clients through your online presence. So actually, in terms of being introverted, um well, I'm an extrovert introvert, so I don't know if I've developed the extroversion through working so much with myself, I don't know. Um, but I love meeting new people but mostly in like smaller groups or one-to-one not larger groups and I'll tell you this little funny story to illustrate all of this and also like I'm getting to the point of the introvert uh, marketing and like being a highly sensitive person and all of that in a second but I just think that it's worth you hearing this. Um, So... When I moved back from Australia, I was invited to a family friend's wedding. So I knew the bride, her parents and her brother. And I had met some of the girls there at the hen's party. However, (laughs) when we got to the wedding reception, it was a mingling before we were ready to sit down. And I think it was about an hour or so. And I did not know where to place myself. I felt like a freaking fish out of water and everyone around me seemed so close and I just felt like this awkward, lonely wedding crusher. <laughs> so I did what any introverted person in the right mind would do. I found the ladies room and hid there for a full hour. Hour. Like, jeez. Um, And I later was told by my now boyfriend that he was looking for me at that time. So I could have probably had a great old time hanging out with him had I not been hiding at the restroom. But you know, too many people, too much sensory input. Uh, Oh, and too little to eat made the decision to go incognito for a while. A done deal for me. (laughs) So, you know... I know that we can easily come across people online and just think that they're just a natural, that it looks so easy for them, that they are just fine showing up, at, you know, on camera, that they enjoy putting themselves out there. It's easy to think that if we're shy and introverted, that it's it's so much easier for others than for us. And maybe it is easier for some people. You know, some people do thrive on attention. But most of those who do thrive on that don't put their hearts and souls into it in the sense that they're sharing fairly superficial content, like they're most of the time not sharing vulnerably or openly about things that are hard for them or, you know all of those things, like it's not any depth to what they're sharing. It might be beauty, it might be travel, it might be, but you know, like it's not showing and revealing who they are between all the layers of conditioning and all of that. Like, so it's not emotionally high stakes for that. Um, So anyway, I digress. Let's just not use it as an excuse that others like attention more than us and that we therefore are doomed to, to never do well online and you know I remember the first time I went live and I was shivering um cold sweating like my hands were so like clammy and I was stumbling in my own words and afterwards I had a severe case of post-traumatic posting the syndrome <laughs> definitely not a real word or syndrome But you get what I mean? Like, I just swamped myself in shame, telling myself how ridiculous I looked. Who do I think I am? You know, all of these borderline emotional self-abuse things. (laughs) So, but all of that actually gave me a real insight. Like, I realized by putting myself out there and by having that vulnerability hangover, it showed more of myself to myself in the sense that I got to see where I needed more self-love. Where I, instead of striving to look professional, having something really earth-shattering, profound to share, or to have it perfect, that I could instead like let myself off the hook and have fun. I could reframe it to me being a contributor and just have a conversation with like-minded people who were following me and another really big insight that I had more recently actually was that I had a big wound around thinking that I didn't matter you know when you're like when you've experienced or been told that your emotions uh, weren't right that they didn't matter you know uh, you you do what you're told anyway, you know, it doesn't matter what you think, that your opinions don't matter because someone else knows way better, that real sense that you can't trust yourself, so you better just agree or follow along with other people's needs and wants and decisions. <laughs> yeah, that was totally me. <laughs> so when it came to me showing up on social media, one of my predominant and actually subconscious underlying beliefs mostly was that I didn't matter what I had to say didn't matter because someone else out there probably knew better I told myself that if I did, didn't show up for that um, post or, or for a while people wouldn't notice or miss me anyway because I didn't really matter to them like what I had to say didn't matter So why put myself in the comfortable situation of putting myself out there in the first place then, you know? And I also realized that I had another subconscious thought around showing up on social media. And that was that I was thinking that I spoke to a large group of people when I shared on social media. And I personally never felt safe in bigger groups of people like in other areas of my life, unless, you know, I was at a party and had alcohol and it was amazing music that I danced to. (laughs) But like that situation, that scenario um, and having alcohol every time that I would post like isn't a viable option, (laughs) neither one that I want. So, (laughs) but yeah, like even the thought of sharing on social media and even on a podcast, you know, like this had my nervous system go haywire because it was triggering my sense of safety and fear of rejection and judgment like you know who am I to speak to all these people Um, and when I recognized that the whole staying consistent narrative changed for me you know it was a matter of healing and not that I just couldn't stay consistent you know like instead of beating myself up for not wanting to show up on social media I had only love and self-compassion for myself. Of course I didn't want to show up when those were the underlying thoughts (laughs) you know like it was subconsciously triggering my whole survival mechanism and instead of coming up with all sorts of strategies for posting consistently I sat with myself and worked with myself self-coached got coached by you know my own coach and shifted my mindset to one where I felt safe to show up. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this on the podcast before or not, but when I first started sharing about coaching on Instagram, I opened a whole new account just for that. And I blocked about 400 people so that they wouldn't get a notification from Instagram saying, follow Martina on her new profile. Uh, Like I can't recall exactly what it says, but it's basically just notifying people about your presence on a new account because it's linked to the same phone or whatever. So I blocked friends and friends of friends and people that I definitely didn't want to see me so that they wouldn't find me. Even my boyfriend wasn't allowed to see it. And I remember showing him for the first time, it just made me feel like vomiting. Like, I was crying and cold sweating and shivering and I had all of the sensations, y'all. Like, all of the sensations going when I showed it to him. (laughs) Oh my god. But the thing was, like, I wanted to create a space where I felt safe to express myself and to like-minded people. And for me, that looked like taking control of who was able to find my account And as you might know, a circumstance is always neutral until we make meaning of it. But sometimes it can help to tweak our circumstances ever so slightly to make the mindset work a little bit easier and to bridge those thoughts a little bit faster and build that confidence. So as my confidence crew, I started unblocking people, you know, so to this day, only a handful of my friends are actually following my coaching account and I don't know if the remaining of those 400 people ever got notified (laughs) but just weren't drawn to my material or not um and and you know just not being interested in it but anyway if they ever ask I'll be happy to point them to my material because I've now grown my uh, belief my thoughts around it and feeling secure about it so what shifted for me was my thoughts it was it always starts with our thoughts right as i like to say like our thoughts are always the first domino that has to fall and then the rest just comes as an automatic consequence of that like a response to our thoughts like our feelings and our actions and our results are always a consequence of our thinking so when i started thinking thoughts like while i speak to several people when i go live or post on instagram Every one person that sees it are alone when they consume my material. And I'm speaking from my heart to theirs. Like like I do right now, you know, I'm speaking to you listening right now. Like I'm here to serve you, to share some of my insights with you specifically. And I know it's it's easy to dismiss that because I don't know necessarily who is at the other end of the podcast, but like energetically, I'm just so connected to you and just speaking to you. And I have, you know, I've immersed myself in self-development, psychology, neuroscience, shadow work, inner child work, um, a whole bunch of other alternative modalities and coaching for the past 15 years alongside the decade of marketing work. And I know that I had so much to contribute with and when I focused more on that and helping you and people then on myself and my potential shortcomings or weaknesses, when I thought about speaking to one person that needed and wanted help and assistance or guidance or transformation Or when I thought about speaking to my younger self, like envisioning that I spoke to the version of myself a few years ago that didn't have all of the knowledge and tools that I have today, it started feeling so much safer to share my message. It felt so much more purposeful than just thinking that I was marketing myself for my own gain and tooting my own horn, you know? And by the way, like, this is what I see with most of my clients that have a resistance towards marketing, that that is what they think. They think that it's something, like marketing is something that they have to do to get clients. But changing the way that I thought about marketing to being of service, that I'm giving away so much helpful stuff for free every week, multiple times a week on, on my Instagram and through my podcast and through my value letters or newsletters, It made me feel so generous, helpful, and connected to my people. And it's not about self-promotion. It's not about putting out posts to get clients. It's not about having to bulldoze ourselves and to toughen up, to share on social media. It's about helping people freely, about seeing where we need more self-compassion and healing for ourselves before we feel safe enough to show up it's about coming together and make social media as a platform a place of positivity growth healing and connection because so social media is just a container the people and the content that you know is being produced there is just a symptom of people's mindset that is using the platform so so we have the power to make social media somewhere that's more positively loaded like carving out our little space of the social media to be a safe place for people to be and consume content that will grow and expand them and help them. And it's about speaking to like-minded people who have willingly hit that follow button to hear from you because they find it valuable. So what I want to leave you with is this. If you are, you know, feeling shy, insecure, or if you're a highly sensitive person or an introvert, Try to find the underlying reason for why you're assisting to putting yourself out there. And this kind of goes for any person because I would say 100% of the population has some sort of, you know, trauma around just putting yourself out there and having some real talk, you know, like it is vulnerable. So today I'm particularly talking to you that are shy, are insecure, are a highly sensitive person or an introverted person that is identifying with that, you know? What is it that you're afraid will happen or not happen when you show up on social media? And what feels natural to you and your personality in a good way? Like, is there a platform that accommodates for that? Are you, for example, better in dialogue with people than talking or teaching on your own? Are you maybe more of a writer? Play to your strengths and do what feels the safest for you. And then when you feel more comfortable and confident in that area, then you can build from that. You don't have to be on all of the platforms. You don't have to be on TikTok dancing and pointing. Like, let's get this straight once and for all. Like you choose the medium that you feel the best with. And as we grow confidence in that one thing, it does spill over in other areas. So if you do love dancing, and you know you do want to stretch a little bit you can do that but just allow yourself to build that confidence as well so you know figure out where your resistance lies work through that with self-compassion and love and then choose a medium that fits you the best right now and then expand as you go so if you would like help with this i've got you you know like just head on over to my website com, and get a free consultation there um, and you can also find the link in this podcast episode description box so hit me up if you want help with this or if you have any questions or if you want a consult or if you're you know so over yourself and just want to get going and, and just actually build your business and get out of your own way but in a loving and compassionate way like yeah just get yourself on a consult and we'll talk from there. (laughs) All right, darling, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, pay it forward by sharing it in an Instagram story and tag me at Martina and Coaching. If you want tips on how to create amazing content every week, make sure to sign up for my newsletter and get my free guide, 10 Holistic Marketing Hacks to Sign More Clients. It will transform the quality and quantity of your marketing from here on out. You'll find the link in the podcast description box, in the show notes, and in my Instagram bio. So make sure to grab that right now. I'll speak to you next week.